Sister, sister, there were never such devoted sisters. Never had to have a chaperone, no sir. I'm here to keep my eye on her. Hi, this is Tammy. And this is Angelie, and we are the podcast with Sisters. Welcome, welcome. We're so happy to have you all. Today we have Vanessa Raymond with us. She is out of Denver, Colorado, but she has quite the, um, I'm going to call it fluid background because she has done many things. Um, and I share the performing arts with her. We were both in the professional performing arts as dancers. So we have that and entrepreneurship and being a mama. And she's got a lot on her plate. We just finished up the self-care pillow talk. And we wanted to kind of spin off of that on self-care for, and we don't want the male audience to not listen, but specifically for women, moms, entrepreneurs, how do we do it all? Because as a creative, Vanessa, I know that your mind is always thinking of these amazing ideas. How can I do the next best thing? How can I make it successful? But how can I still keep the whole family unit cohesive, right? Yes. As patriarch. So yes. could you first introduce yourself and give us a highlight background reel. <laughs> oh, I know there's so much to tell. Okay, that, that's a loaded, loaded question. No, I'm kidding. Uh, absolutely, Angeline and Tammy. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. You know, I love you guys so much. We love you and too. So exciting to be here. Um, yes, so I'm born and raised in South Africa. You might detect a little accent, but that's already Americanized a lot. I've been here for 23 years. Um, I grew up dancing just like you Angelie my mom put me in ballet when I was three and I never ever wanted to do anything else uh, since I can remember when people ask me what do you want to do when you grow up all I ever said is I dance and then they're like no 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 a real job like a real thing right anyway uh, I was very fortunate to have very supportive family supportive parents and they encouraged me to live my dream I uh, majored in musical theater uh, out of college in Pretoria, South Africa, after which I launched into a career in theater and um, always loved singing and acting, but dancing was always my first love. That naturally also brought me to the fitness industry. My, my father was a bodybuilder, so I grew up uh, in the gym as well. So that was also kind of a natural progression, uh, becoming a Pilates and yoga instructor is like, I think every dancer's a next step, a, a lot of us anyway. So, uh, and as Angelie knows, that led me to the kettlebell world and uh, more into the harder, harder core fitness world as well. I also got uh, qualified as an esthetician and cosmetologist in my early 20s because that was my other passion. So I always say my passions in the world are the performance industry, the fitness industry, and the beauty industry. And I've ultimately um, brought those three things together about 10 or 11 years ago. And now I identify as a confidence and success coach. I work with entrepreneurs and speakers. I'm also an international public speaker and author. And um, I work with speakers and leaders and entrepreneurs on helping them step into their power 
find their confidence, grow their self-image so that they can have more successful businesses. And so that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> yes, that's amazing. So let's stay on that for a minute and let's talk about the biggest top three tips for, again, we're, we're talking about females, but let's talk about anyone in the industry right now, top three self-confidence boosters. Oh, absolutely. My favorite topic in the world. Well, number one, I always talk about accountability to yourself. How do you build accountability to yourself? Because for us to build confidence in ourselves, we have to stay accountable to ourselves. And I usually start with morning rituals. I always encourage all entrepreneurs, all leaders, anyone in the world really, to find that one or two, those two, one or two habits in the morning that they can stick to on a daily basis. It can be as small as having a warm glass of lemon water first thing in the morning or doing your 15 minutes of breathing or yoga or meditation. It doesn't have to be anything monumental, but our brains are very impressionable and we teach ourselves what we know. And so if your brain knows that you can stay accountable to yourself by simply following one little ritual or one little habit every morning, that's a big place to start as far as building confidence in yourself, knowing that you can stay accountable to yourself. So that's number one. Number two, my absolute favorite topic is posture, body language. Uh, and you both know this because yep. you both uh, did my Victory Factor program. I really believe that we are truly in charge of our bodies and our lives. And when we accept that, when we learn that, it is super empowering. And understanding how your body affects the mental, emotional state that you're in is very empowering once again. We have the power to change the way we feel by changing the way we move. Movement, Anjali, you know, you, you're a movement girl just like me. And... Um, Movement for me is everything. And you can go anywhere from the range of exercise all the way through to simply maintaining a beautiful, regal, powerful posture to make you, to help you feel confident. Because, you know, we can go into the science, I won't do that right now, but we can literally physically alter the hormonal balances and imbalances in our brains by altering the way we move and the facial expressions that we use. That so. was my favorite part of Victory Factory. That yeah. was my favorite, favorite section was the power stance, right? When mm -hmm. we, we did the posturing, the different posturing and what is your, if you're coming to a corporate board meeting, what is your power stance? How are you presenting yourself from the moment that you enter the room just by your body language? So, so important. Yes. And, you know, uh, Angelie, to add to that, uh, you know, I always say to my my clients, try this. Get in the shower, in the bath in the morning, whatever you do to get yourself ready or whether you're doing your makeup or brushing your hair and paste a smile on your face. Even if you're not feeling it, it there's science behind it. If you can do that for two minutes, you will start feeling the feel-good hormones, the endorphins, and, and the testosterone, all the things that make us feel powerful and happy start happening just because of the smile, 
the posture, stand up tall, open your lungs. And then, as you know, I also talk about all the physical things that happen. We're aligning our meridians. We're aligning all the systems of the body. We're opening our lungs. So we're suddenly getting oxygen to our brains. And so posture is way more powerful than anyone can even really imagine. Uh, and uh, when I started the the victory factor, and it started with that one idea of posture, and it's growing to so much more. But uh, all the advantages, eliminating pain, right? 90% of the pain we feel in our body is because of poor alignment or poor, poor movement patterns. And so, so many, and, and those things alone, the pain makes us feel uh, grumpy and irritable and, and not happy, right? Oh, yeah. So by simply aligning ourselves, we're doing so many different things for ourselves. And that one um awareness is what I like to bring to the world. And it's nothing that revolutionary that we don't know, but we forget. And we forget to bring awareness to that and use it to its fullest. I so will say, was- before you go to number three, <clears throat> as soon as you started talking about victory factor and posture, because I'm standing on my walking pad, I, as soon as you said that, I'm like, <clears throat> yes, I'm standing up straight. <laughs> I'm in alignment. I am powerful, you know. Uh, Wonder Woman. It's the Wonder Woman stance, It It is. And I I totally, totally went into the Wonder Woman stance. Yes, and you girls know my velvet rope uh, visualization, too. I love that so much because whenever I do that with an audience, that's the one thing people always come back to. They're always like, and I can just say the word velvet rope to my clients, and they already straighten up. Can you take us through that? For the podcast, I, it's I a can. virtualization. Yes, yes. I, I can absolutely do that. Do you want me to do that now? Or absolutely, right now. Okay. Let's... All right. So the velvet rope visualization. The reason I created this, I'll just preface it with this so people understand. Uh, for all of you out there, is because also working as a trainer in the gym, I've learned, <laughs> or in the Pilates studio, that when you attempt to improve someone's posture by telling them certain cues, it can go very haywire. So you might say, pull your shoulders back, suck your belly in, tuck your tail. And then as they go through these movements, one thing moves something else out of alignment. And so it becomes kind of a chain of reactions that don't really give you the result that you want. And so I created this visualization because when we visualize, our bodies kind of just take on that posture by visualizing this. So come with me on this little journey. It only takes a couple minutes. If you're comfortable closing your eyes, please do. And you can do this standing up would be ideal. But if you are sitting down, you can also do it sitting down. And now with your eyes closed, I'd like you just to take a nice deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. And as you inhale, I want you to feel your lungs expand. And as you exhale, I want you to feel those lungs contract back. Now, in your mind's eye, I'd like you to imagine a beautiful red velvet rope hanging from the sky. And this velvet rope is connected to the crown of your head very gently. And now, as you take your next inhale and exhale, in your mind's eye, I want you to visualize your skeleton. And as you're standing there, imagine this 
red velvet rope, just very gently elevating you off the floor about two inches. And now you can just feel your skeleton hanging there. You feel gravity kind of pulling on your tippy toes, but at the same time, you're feeling the elongation through the spine as that velvet rope pulls you up towards the ceiling. And you can feel those vertebrae opening up and the space, the space between the vertebrae, no compression, all the compression is dissolving. Now, on your next inhale, imagine the muscles and the skin filling out those bones. And now move with me. We're just going to roll our shoulders forward, up to the ears, back and down. Let's do one more as you breathe. Forward, up, back and down. And then I want your arms to settle right next to where the seams of your pants would be. Right, feeling that openness in the chest, the heart is reaching up and out, the elongation through the spine, and you're just hanging there. Imagine that tailbone hanging straight down to the floor. And now take another deep inhale, and as you exhale, gently suck your tummy into your spine, just like you would if you're pulling up your tightest pair of pants, right? Just sucking that tummy in very gently. Now, on the next inhale and exhale, I want you to feel that rope gently lowering you back down to the floor, but you're still feeling the pull. You're feeling the pull towards the sky, and you're feeling your feet grounded on the floor. And now on the next inhale and exhale, gently open your eyes and feel where your body is in space. Are we feeling two inches taller? Are we feeling lighter? Are we feeling grounded? What are you experiencing? <laughs> it feels the breathing alone is so meditative in nature and it gives us that pause that we never take. To do that, as you said, every day to have your daily ritual, if we were to do the red velvet just two minutes in the morning, the expansiveness that I felt in my lungs and just the circulation from the breathing alone is amazing. Right, right. Yes, I know. I love it. I love it. You gifted the world the red velvet rope, and well, it's so simple. Yeah, it's the thing you know, about it's these, these. People ask me when I when I created that, and I actually honestly don't even remember. I just remember one day it was there. <laughs> It just kind of happened. It's so simple and so easily accessible for everyone. It is. And it's a great thing, too. I mean, that could be your morning ritual, whatever. You know, it's a great thing to just start the day and go, oh, my gosh. You know, it makes you feel expansive. And that's really what power posing is. It doesn't have to be this or this, right? It's just being expansive and being as tall and as regal as you can possibly uh, create. So I'm glad you you had me share that. <laughs> Thank you for taking and, us on that journey. Yes. yes. yes very and so much. that takes us to number three. Number three. Okay. I got to pick one of the things. Third gift of knowledge to us today. Right. Um, I think really being intentional with the way you communicate and show up. Uh, you know, I'm not a big proponent of like people being too concerned with the external, right? I think it's important that we take care of ourselves and we can take pride in the way we show up 
externally, but internally, it is about uh, communication and graciousness and gratitude. Those are those are some of the things that I love to instill in my clients, because I think if we're gracious, we're grateful, and we move around the world with gratitude. People receive us in that way. The frequency in which you show up is what you get back every day. So we, if we are intentional about that, and there's no right and wrong here, really is what you choose. I always say to my, my clients, my people, um, how you want people to, how do you want people to feel in your presence? In order for them to feel that in your presence, you have to show up in that way. So for me, I love people to feel empowered in my presence. But the only way I can have them feel empowered is to show up empowered, to show up in my power, right? Uh, you might want people to feel uh, warm and fuzzy or, or loved in your presence. So if you want them to feel loved in your presence, you have to show up with love. If you want them to feel um, energetic in your presence, you have to show up with that energy. Mm -hmm. And so really instilling the idea of intention Wherever you go, whether it is a networking event or it is a first date or it is a one-on-one -on -one big meeting or presentation that you're doing, really being intentional about the energy. And it's as simple as making the decision, making the choice uh, and, and showing up in that way. And it can be practiced. It's something when we are intentional, you know, if it's something you're insecure about or something you're not quite feeling yet, it comes back to uh, one of the principles of the law of attraction is, you know, you just have to practice it and intend in, envision it. And the more you envision it, the more you can be it. Uh, you have to show up in that way. And, and Vanessa, so can we pause on the empowered part and power and power versus power? Let's pause on that for a minute, because I think the message that you're giving is to show up with the intention of gratitude, which is huge in today's world, especially to be grateful for all the things we do have around us because we've been focusing so much on what's happening to us, not how we're presenting ourselves. Right. I think that that intentional presentation of yourself changes that conversation of all the barrage of, of the negative things that we're seeing in the world. If we intentionally show up, with gratitude let's enter the room and and visualize one thing that we're grateful for in being with that group of people i think that's huge now my question is the and i'm just playing on words right now because this is a thing that i've been working through is empowered versus power so we have that ego right we have that ego all of us come with that ego and insecurity Yes. Now, empowering means that we're gifting knowledge to others to give them more power. Correct. So we have to be really good with ourselves and really self-confident to be able to gift our knowledge, right? We're all knowledge gifters, all three of us. That is our thing. We want to gift people knowledge. We want to teach them. We want them to be successful. Absolutely. Someone coming in who may be insecure but in a role of power, 
right? That ego, that insecure ego, I see that as a powerful person. I see an empowered person as someone coming in whose ego is softened. They can put the ego on the back burner because they want someone else to be successful. So I think coming in intentionally as an empowered woman or as an empowered person in a place of power right. is important versus a powerful person with an ego and a need to succeed for themselves. I think that's so, a huge distinction we need. So beautifully said, Angelie. I couldn't have said it better myself. It comes back to when I tell people, we talk about the difference between confidence and arrogance, right? Kind of comes back to that same thing. And I think what everybody needs to realize is that confidence and being empowered does not mean you are indestructible and you know everything in life is amazing and that everything that you do is amazing and that everything is perfect. It means that you understand that despite your imperfections, despite feeling insecure, despite having anxiety or having those normal things we all have in life, we still have, there's still room for us and space for us to share and that we are in service. And when we are in service and we're in mode of gratefulness and giving, like you say, empowering and sharing knowledge, that is where your confidence and your self-image grows in that place not in the place of i'm the most powerful person in the world and i can do nothing wrong and i everything i say is right right i think the most empowering people are the people who come to us vulnerable who mm -hmm. share their imperfections mm -hmm. and understand that you know there's a place for all of us in the world and we i always say to my educators we all know something that someone else doesn't know that they need from us uh, that's why nothing is ever um not relevant of not or not a value and i'm the first one to say if i don't know something and i'm the first one to ask for input or for for help right so we have to put ourselves in that place of, of understanding that we all have those human emotions and you know what there's nothing wrong with it it's okay it's part of being human and when you step into the power of knowing that that is one of the big steps towards being empowered, showing up empowered and empowering others. Yes. And beautifully said with vulnerability, showing up vulnerable. That's scary. It that's is. That's a scary word, right? To show up vulnerable. Some people see that as I'm going to be weak. So who would want to learn from me or who would yeah. want to me and vulnerability is not that vulnerability is showing that we are all of our infection and imperfections we're glorious in them we live with those imperfections and we want to share that with everyone and others love to know that you're human they don't want to put you on a pedestal you don't need to be on a pedestal to others one one of my favorite stories is a story about liza minnelli actually uh because you know she's such a huge star and in the musical theater world we're all kind of look at her as well. And, and of course, you know, it's a matter of taste, whether she's your cup of tea or not. But let's face it, she's made a huge name for herself. But if you look at her, she's not the most unbelievable singer. She's not the most unbelievable dancer. She's not the most unbelievable performer. But you put it all together in a package and she's amazing. 
But um, the story I love to tell, and this is something I tell my speakers too, because we get thrown off as speakers very quickly if we lose our train of thought or if we think we're not with the presentation or we lose our spot and then suddenly you lose it completely if you don't understand that it's okay, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I, my, my, direct, uh, my director in college, he saw Liza Minnelli perform live and he said that he, he came home and he got on the phone with another friend who saw her a few nights prior. And he said, well, you know, and in the middle of her performance, she dropped her microphone. She accidentally dropped her microphone and she picked it up and she just carried on, right? And he, he thought this was like a big deal because it made an impression, right? Liza Minnelli dropped her microphone. Talked to his friend three nights prior, she did exactly the same thing. So it turns out this was actually choreographed into the show in order to give her that moment of, okay, audience, here I am, I'm human too, right? So sometimes those imperfections can play to our advantage if we don't let it defeat us. Because and we're approachable. Now you feel like you can go up to Liza and say, I've done that. I'm so glad <laughs> that happened to you. Oh my gosh, I wanted to die when that happened. Right, all right. And so, um, so it's just, again, uh, knowing that we're all human and no one expects us to be 100% perfect. And that alone helps with the nerves, the, the, you know, the insecurities and the whatever. So what if you trip over your foot when you step up on stage? If you can laugh about it and carry on, no one's going to even remember it. Right. But if you make a big deal out of it, then it's going to become a big deal. I always say to my speakers yeah. and performers, if you are uncomfortable on stage, so is your audience. Mm -hmm. So the more comfortable you can appear, and that's also a skill, um, the better. But just know that it's not the end of the world. Let's be perfect in our imperfections. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so one more we probably have another five minutes okay what would you like the world to know about being a mom an entrepreneur and being able to take care of yourself because that's a big one with so much on your plate to push yourself to, into the background how do you not have that happen how can you do so many things because i know what's on your plate vanessa <laughs> it is crazy <laughs> How do you well, take care of yourself? Okay. In order so to all, take of care us, of right? all of us have lots going on. You know, I'm, I'm not going to exclude the guys because I know you have your own things that you deal with. But as mothers, we, you know, we're mothers, we're wives, we're house cleaners, we're, we're, we're chefs. We, you know, we do all the little things like schedule the soccer games and the hockey games and the, we got to go buy the gear and order the thing. And and then we run multiple businesses and um, we do multiple projects all at once. We do, you know, calls and meetings and networking events. And OK, so there's like a little a little look at my life. Uh, two of my favorite words in this world is moderation. Mm -hmm and balance okay moderation and balance um it is sometimes difficult yes you know like last night i was sitting at 
Bar City Inn, which is a sports bar, watching. I'm there because my husband watches the hockey game, the ads game. My son loves it too. And I'm on my computer working because I had a few projects. I closed my computer at 8.30 p.m. Now, this isn't every night. This happens occasionally when I have something that's pressing that needs to happen. But I think it's very important that we have boundaries in place. Um, you know, as a, as a general rule, number one, support system, right? I have a supportive husband. Uh, we work together a lot. Uh, he's a workaholic. So I have to sometimes set the boundaries and go enough. Okay, we're stopping now. Yes. It's enough. Or my husband's also very social. He likes to be out every night. And then I'll go enough to not I'm cooking or eating at home, right? That happens maybe once a week. But, um, <laughs> you know, then, then there's the flip side of that soccer practice till seven. Do I really want to go home and cook? No, I'd rather go to a restaurant and quickly eat something and then go home, right? So I think it's very important for all of us to understand when to, to stop. You need to be aware. Well, number one, what charges you? What recharges you? I work out every day at lunchtime because that recharges me. For me, my workout, my movement, whether it's Pilates, yoga, hit, kickboxing, whatever it is, and it's not the same intensity every day. What works for me that day? Some days I do yoga because I cannot handle the kickboxing class that day. And another day, I really want that energy, so I'll do the hit instead of the Pilates, right? Um, what is it that recharges you? Be in touch with that, whether it be sitting down and reading a chapter of a book or going for a walk out in nature or hopping on a spinning bike. What is it that recharges you? For me, it's movement, any kind of movement. If I had my way, I'd go to dance class, but that's not always available or close by on the, at the right times. Dancing definitely is my number one charger. But um, movement, any kind of movement, know what it is that recharges you and take at least 15 to 20 minutes every day. Schedule it into your day timer. Make it a priority. If you don't schedule it in, it's not going to happen. Now, I'm fortunate. I get paid to work out because that's part of my job too. So I really see that as a blessing. Mm -hmm. um, between us, I cannot tell you how many times Rob has asked me to quit visa because he thinks it's a waste of my time because I teach, you know, I teach fitness here at lunchtime. And I just said, no, this is my sanity. This is my time. This is my me time. And I happen to get paid for it. So that's really awesome, too. Um, <laughs> but, that but, works out. Yeah, that works out. But do <laughs> the other thing is also being in an entrepreneurial household, my husband's an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur, we can easily work around the clock because there's always something to be done. 7 p.m. is our time when we say, okay, all, all electronics closed down. If you've got to text the kids or talk to family, friend, or whatever, that's fine. But work has to cease at 7 p.m. And after that, it's our time, our time with our son, our time with our daughters, our time with each other, whether it's out to dinner at home, watching something on TV or whatever it may be, uh, work has to stop. And, um, you know, last but not least, uh, my bubble bath, that's my other thing. It's like every night, that's my ritual, whether it happens at 10 p.m. or, you know, 7 p.m. or 5 p.m., that's my thing. What is your thing? Uh, do you need to meditate? Do you take 
that 20 minutes to do a little yoga or to read a book or to, you know, watch a sitcom. Do something mindless, something that takes you away from the stresses of your life. Uh, that Those would be my three main tips is, uh, you know, and when it comes to moderation, I apply that to everything, to my eating, to my exercise, to my work. Um, and of course, as, as people who work in our businesses and we have to show up, uh, you know, sometimes we got to go above and beyond. A lot of the time we got to go above and beyond, but do fit in that self-care every day. And it doesn't have to be an hour or three hours. It can be 10 minutes, but schedule it in. I love it. <laughs> Amazing tips in 20 minutes or less. You can wake up in the morning and be taller and come into the room in a powerful, empowered way, vulnerably, without ego. And now we have the ability to shut down at night and take care of ourselves and make sure that we have boundaries. I mean, this is like life lessons with Vanessa in 20 minutes or less. <laughs> Just figured out life. Yes, <laughs> I do it in 20 minutes. I'll add one last thing, Angelie, and it's funny because I mentioned this on someone else's podcast the other day, and it kind of just came up because we were talking about morning rituals, and he said to me, so what does your morning ritual look like? I'm like, well, you know, we all have kids. We got to get them ready for school, get them out the door, so that can be, uh, and I'm not a huge, I'm not telling you to multitask. As mothers, we do that, but it's not a really good idea. We always want to focus on what we're doing, but one of my favorite morning rituals is putting on my makeup. That is meditative for me. It's something I, I do anyway, but that is when I glance at my schedule before I start my makeup so I know what's happening during the day. And then while I put on my makeup, I can think about how my day should go and, and I feel prepared. And I don't feel, because if I don't look at my schedule first thing in the day, I don't really get to look at it again. I have, you know, things happening, but then I know what my day looks like and it's, it's planned out in my head and I feel prepared. And my mom always said, if you, if you feel good about yourself and you feel prepared when you walk out the door in the morning and I, I makeup's not for everybody. I'm not saying you have to do a face of makeup, but I'm just saying, then I know I don't ever have to look in the mirror again. I don't have to touch up. I don't have to do anything. I can focus on my day and just go about it and feel good either way. <laughs> go in with a plan. Yeah, your schedule. It could be a cup of coffee and your day planner. Right. Right. Just have a glance at it. And some people like to do it the night before. Uh, that's fine too, you know, but do feel prepared. If you feel prepared, no matter what the day throws at you, you'll handle it. Vanessa, thank you so much. Yes. Thank we appreciate you. you being with us today. Your pearls of wisdom uh, yes, rolling and off. And your energy just always makes me so happy. You are one of my favorite people to hug and be around. And <laughs> it always makes well, me happy. Ditto. No, there's nothing like a Tammy hug. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, ladies. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you.